Hi, and welcome to the Happy Customer Podcast from Cognition24. This is episode 13, and we're joined by Sam Hole, the founder of Data Importer. Sam originally comes from New Zealand and is currently living in Germany as he works on Data Importer full time. Data Importer is a platform where you can upload data and connect your external systems directly with Salesforce, upload CSV or Excel files, and connect your systems such as databases, SharePoint, and Google Drive to begin importing your data in minutes. After working as a Salesforce admin and as a consultant, Data Importer founder Sam wanted to build a product that was easier to use and had common use cases built into the product, such as rollback, sampling, and formula fields. Data Importer now processes more than 200 million records per month for hundreds of companies worldwide. Hi, Sam, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Vicky, thanks for having me on. No worries. And um, this is, um, I'm joined today with, by Holly. Holly is a digital marketing executive with Cognition, and she's going to be asking some questions today as well. So um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. So as you mentioned, I'm originally from New Zealand, which is obviously on the, the other side of the world. And I studied finance at university. And then from there, my first kind of full-time job was in a, a wealth management company, and they were actually customers of Salesforce. And I guess like lots of new customers of Salesforce, there wasn't really any in-house expertise. And so I kind of fell into the role of of being the Salesforce admin there. And I guess from there, I just developed my own Salesforce school skills and eventually led me to becoming a Salesforce consultant over here in Germany. And then, yeah, eventually into building Data Importer where I am today. Fantastic. Um, so what sort of um, services do you offer um, and how do you differentiate yourself from other businesses? Yeah, so I guess Data Importer started off as a very simple product where you could upload CSV and Excel files to be able to import that data into Salesforce, um, kind of competing, if you like, or making life easier for people who were used to using the standard data loader from Salesforce. And over time, it's developed into a bit more of a platform where you can connect lots of different systems to Salesforce. It's also, you can also export data from Salesforce. And I guess I've added more features, um, such as being able to undo imports, being able to test out imports before you run the, the full data and all of that kind of stuff. So it's become a bit, a bit more of a data platform as opposed to just a data loading solution. And um, so as a business, what do you feel is your main challenge? Yeah, I guess because I am just a, a one-man band and the Salesforce ecosystem is, is pretty large, I guess the biggest challenge that I face at the moment is building trust in the ecosystem, right? Obviously a product like Data Importer where we're handling uh, customer data could potentially be sensitive data. Um, trust is obviously a big part of that, right? And as a one-person business, I don't have um, lots of developers or lots of salespeople who can kind of put together um, lovely pitches and stuff like that. So being able to build trust in the ecosystem is pretty important. And so I guess I'm trying to tackle that by being as open as I possibly can with what I'm doing with Data Importer. Um, so some other things are like posting revenue numbers or the number of records that are being processed through the platform and trying to, I guess, put a, a face to the brand so that I think that's been, been a good way of building trust within the ecosystem. But yeah, it's still probably the biggest challenge is um, convincing companies or showing them that 
um, data importer as a product that they can rely on. Yeah, and so you do everything yourself, don't you? I take it, I mean, like, you know, in terms of marketing, everything, you know, it's a real struggle, isn't it, when you're starting up by yourself? Yeah, it is. So I guess there was kind of two paths which I could go down from the start. One would be trying to raise money, hire people, um, and and go down that kind of path. And another one is essentially bootstrapping the business where I would do everything myself or do as much as I can by myself. Um, and I chose to go down that path. Um, I just thought it would be an, an interesting way to go. It would let me focus on building the product entirely. And so I went for that. And yes, and I'm still doing doing everything myself. I think next year I would probably look to to hire some some people to support um, the customers, right? In terms of customer support roles, maybe some development help as well. Um, but for now, it's just been been me doing everything. Yeah, yeah. So from that, can you tell us a little bit about um, one of your customers and how potentially you've helped them? Yeah, sure. So there's one customer which I like to kind of reference was a a smallish retailer over in in the US and they basically were relatively new to Salesforce they I guess similar to my own experience they were a newer Salesforce customer they didn't really have any in-house expertise they had had some consultants help them with the initial implementation and they had some kind of um, fragmented and siloed systems right so they had like a database that was connected to their website where people could sign up and, and and buy products and stuff like that. And then they had Salesforce over on the side where they tried to manage those customer relationships, but they didn't really have a, an automated process where those systems were speaking to each other built yet. And they didn't have any in-house um, Salesforce developers who could kind of build an integration. And so what they ended up using with, with Data Importer was one of the, the database connectors to basically sync up their database and their Salesforce system so that as soon as a customer signs up on their website and they maybe go through and purchase something, that customer information, the order information also flows into Salesforce um, so that they can get the, the customer service people can basically manage all of those relationships with up-to-date data from within Salesforce. And then those jobs can also be have been automated by them so that it's not a, a manual process that someone has to go in and sync them. They basically just have a sync running um, every 15 minutes to update Salesforce from their database. And I guess there's a small business. They were spending a lot of manual time kind of doing those syncings where someone was having to go into the database, see what had been updated, going into Salesforce and doing a, a data load and, and that kind of process. And so, yeah, it's been good to help out the small business to automate as much as they can. Yeah, and that's really good because all those manual processes are so time consuming. And there's a sort of, you know, when this, you know, error can creep in as well, can't it, when you're doing a lot of manual processing too? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've even had to do quite a lot of that um, within Data Importer itself, right? Like um, being kind of managing everything myself, there's lots of processes like um, how a customer is going to pay for data importer, right? I don't want to spend all of my time on generating invoices and sending bank details and stuff like that. So being able to set up systems where customers can go in and pay themselves, they can manage how many licenses they want and all of the, those kinds of things really help out with able to, being able to run the small business. And so it's cool to be able to, I guess, help other, com other similar companies um, achieve those automations as well. Yeah, so you know from experience, don't you? Yep, for sure. <laughs> so what do you see as the future of your industry in the next five to 10 years? Yes, yeah, so I guess data is um, 
yeah, was kind of important with any business, right? So I don't, I don't really see that changing. I already see it becoming more and more important. Um, so from the Salesforce platform itself, right, they're kind of spending a lot of um, time and energy on the data side of things, whether that's on analytics or AI and stuff like that. In terms of actually like data loading and integrations, I see um, the no-code movement as being quite a big push, right? So being able to build integrations or APIs without the need um, of, of a developer having a certain coding knowledge, being able to do it with kind of point and click solutions as being the, the big push. And then also moving away from kind of batch processing of data towards a more um, real-time sync, I think is going to be important as well. As, as the decisions become more and more data-driven, people will want the most accurate up-to-date data. Um, and so being able to have that data kind of synced between different systems as close to real time as possible, I think, is what's really going to be a big focus for people. Yeah, interesting. Okay, Lovely. So um, what advice would you give to someone um, who's starting out in their career? Yeah, so I guess I can kind of talk from my own experience. Like I said, I um, well, what I'm doing now, right, is completely different from, from what I studied and completely different from what I did in my first job. So I studied... Um, finance, I was kind of always interested in like the stock market and portfolios and that kind of stuff. Very kind of nerdy math stuff, shall we say, not too <laughs> exciting for most people. Um, and then went into a, a job that was in the industry, but not necessarily focused on that area, right? I was working for a wealth management company, but it was more in like a customer service kind of role. Um, and then there was this weird or random program on the side called Salesforce, which kind of caught my interest. And so I think it's um, quite a cool way to kind of um, get into a new job is just by trying something out. So just trying out the kind of customer service thing, you'll get hit with lots of different systems, people that you talk with, you'll see lots of different areas in the business that might spark your interest. So it could be marketing, could be finance, could be HR. Um, and yeah, you can kind of forge your path from there, I guess, like a didn't even know Salesforce existed when I came out of university. Um, and now it's kind of been the main path of my career. So I guess, yeah, what I would say is don't stress too much about um, figuring out exactly one, what you want to do straight out of university. Um, just pick, uh, I guess, a company that you think would fit your your culture and your, your values and then, yeah, figure out what you want to do from there. That's good advice. I think yeah. you, you don't really know what's out there, do you, until you sort of start working in a company or, you know, when you're in university, it's still quite closeted, isn't it? And um, Until you get out in the big wide world, you see what opportunities are available. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what would be, um, sort of the back of that, what would be your suggestion for um, achieving business growth, particularly at the moment, uh, you know, very challenging times in the UK and worldwide? Yeah, so for, for me, what's really has worked is being trying to be as authentic as possible. So um, it doesn't need to be be the same for everyone. But for me, sharing what has and hasn't been working has has brought a lot of opportunities for me. So, you know, making a post on LinkedIn about um, challenges that I'm having with the business, or if there's technical challenges that I'm having, or in the the monthly update that I sent out last month that was about a, a large customer that decided not to go ahead with data importer. I think those mm -hmm. kinds of things are things which 
Um, people might be very afraid to put off, right? Because it shows a bit of like weakness or failure. But I think, um, yeah, being authentic also yeah. gives you opportunities because, because um, people take an interest in the business and they kind of uh, are rooting for you, you know? So there'll be people who will message me on, on LinkedIn or something saying, congrats on the success. It's been really great following your journey. And I've kind of, um, you know, never actually spoken with them directly, but they've just seen a, a post or a comment from someone and then have kind of followed along on the journey. So yeah, there's definitely been a lot of opportunities opened up with consulting partners, other app developers, um, just from, I guess, me being as authentic as possible and um, vulnerable and open to people, that's that's really helped. And I think it's also helped with, um, you know, if there's a customer that has a use case, um, and I don't think it's appropriate for, for data importer, then I'll kind of be open and honest with them about that as well. And there's even been people that I've told, you know, maybe data importer isn't quite the right solution for you yet, but potentially down the future it will be. And then I've developed a new feature or something, and then they've actually come back to me because they remembered the chat that we had a few months ago. So I think, yeah, especially in, in these times where companies are looking at what, um, software or what services they, they do and don't need, being authentic really helps with um, yeah, developing trust with people and also about helping the word of mouth kind of spread around. Yeah, I think it's that human side, isn't it? And I've always think that the people do buy from people. Yeah, um, for sure. No, that's really, really important. Yeah, what's, I just, the last question we've got is, I don't know, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? <laughs> So this is this, I guess there's one piece of advice which sticks with me a little bit. It's one that my uh, previous boss of mine had told me is um, think about the end goal and then work backwards from there. So mm -hmm. um, one, I guess, challenge or thing I'm thinking about, which I mentioned earlier, is um, about hiring people for data importer, right? Like as the business grows and I need my time is obviously limited to, um, to 24 hours in a day. If I need some extra help, like who do I look to to hire first? Mm -hmm. um, and it's a little bit difficult to to think about is, is your first hire, like who do you make that? And so, um, yeah, like my, my previous boss had said, if you think about what's the end goal that you want to have for Data Importer, like where do you see Data Importer in five or 10 years? Is it a three-person team? Is it a 10, 100-person team? Um, and then kind of work back from there to think, okay, if you if you want to build it into a 100-person company, who would be the first three people you would hire there? Um, but if you only want to build it into a five or 10-person company, then those people that you hire will probably look quite different. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I think that can be applied to lots of different things in life. Um, but it's just one yeah. framework, which I guess is kind of working for me at the moment. Yeah. So you so you so alluded to earlier, you you're looking to sort of maybe hire some some support staff to help you on your journey. Is that the the next sort of a step? Yeah, I guess so. So um yeah, obviously with with the Salesforce ecosystem being a, a global ecosystem and there's customers on um all different continents and time zones um being yeah. <laughs> being available um not necessarily hundred percent of the time, but as much as possible is is really key, right? Um, especially with a, a system where people are kind of relying on it day to day. And so, yeah, just being able to have additional resources that can help out, um, I think will be, be important in customer service is probably one of the first things that I would look to get some help with. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us today.
Um, how can we find out a little bit more about um, Data Importer? You're on LinkedIn, that's right, you've got a website. What's your website address again, Sam? Yeah, so the website address is just dataimporter.io. Um, so you can you can go on the website, you can sign up. There's a free version. Um, yeah, and as you mentioned, I'm, off, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So if you just search Sam Holt, there's probably only two or three of us in the world. So if you <laughs> find the one that says Data Importer, that will be me. For the right one. Okay, well, thank yep. you so much. Thanks for your time. It's really interesting. And good luck yep. with your journey. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time as well. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.